it's always the right time to dress to impress. This season, step out in style with Indochino. They make high-quality custom-fitted suits, shirts, and casual wear, all at a surprisingly affordable price. Each Indochino piece is made to your unique measurements and specifications. Suits start from just $4.29. Dress to impress this season with Indochino. Get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code IMPRESS at Indochino.com. That's Indochino.com, promo code IMPRESS. Grab a cup of podcast with Cat Rice. Welcome to Grab a Cuppa. My name is Kat Wright. I had a lovely guest here at Grab a Cuppa, um, and it was the wonderful Jason Morris from the rock band Fire Kind. We had such an amazing chat, talked about all sorts. Uh, we talked about music, daily life, grief, and what the future holds for Fire Kind and for himself personally and professionally. So this is Grab a Cuppa with Jason Morris from Firekind. Grab a Cuppa podcast with Cat Rice. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me, Cat. Oh, yeah. It's nice to meet you. I'm Cat. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know me. <laughs> Ish. I do uh, radio shows for Feedback Radio at the weekend. Yeah, oh, of course. Yes. Uh, I'm new to this podcasting business. I uh, Basically, I am just interested in people and I'm interested in you as a person. Awesome. Yeah. Cat, you look very vibrant for this early in the morning. It's, it's the light. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure you look naturally vibrant. It's it's the fake light because I I just like came out of bed and just <laughs> put some slap on and that's me. <laughs> oh, you look, you look great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you? Are you having anything? Uh, I'm on. I'm on water that looks like it's vodka, but it's actually water. I won't judge. My yeah. I will not judge. <laughs> I always ask this to everyone. It doesn't matter who they are. Who are you and what do you do? So um, I'm a guitarist and vocalist and yeah. I've, I've been a gigging musician straight out of, straight out of school, to be honest. Wow. So, um, that far back uh, then, I was huh? still in school when I started. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> Years ago. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know, a, good, a good school which had a good uh, music program. program wow. there. Um, they had uh, rehearsal rooms, in, in, so every lunch break I'd go with some friends in, into the rehearsal rooms and just jam away on, on my guitars and then be like, oh no, I need to get the lesson. Mm. But, but um, yeah, it's always been a major part of my life, to be honest, and, uh, for, for, and being in a band is, is, is just like a normal thing. It's just been a normal... Have you ever had like a, uh, your standard nine-to-five job before? Uh, no, not not really. Um, I, I worked in a guitar shop for wow. a little bit, so that's again very related to to music. To music, so um, that's always been your passion, then. Yeah, yeah. I could tell by the way you you are talking about it. You know, just the way you're. Um, you can see when someone is so passionate about what they do, they just have a little twinkle in their eyes, isn't it? And I can well, see that when you are talking well, about good. it. Yeah, yeah. I that mean, is super fun. <laughs> I never went to um, like uh, university or anything. Uh, you know, part of me wishes, wish I did for the experience, you know, the uni experience. But uh, 
but straight straight into the gigging scene. And I think now during during this lockdown period is is, is almost is quite possibly the longest time I've not gigged since uh, since ever. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Oh wow! How was school for you growing up? How was like that for you? Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I was quite quiet in school. So, again, um, you know, being being quite a quiet child and not willing to express myself as, as you know, growing up, uh, then then comes along music and gives you that sort of outlet to to be able to get to get it out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I, for myself, like I was a very anxious kid, and still, to be to be fair, as a grown grown up, I still am. But music yeah. for me always been a passion of mine, and uh, radio broadcasting. Uh, but it's always been something that I've always, honestly, I've only started doing it uh, only like since April. And okay. yeah, it just, my life just got to a point where when lockdown began, I was like, what am I doing with my life? I need to follow my dreams because we just don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Are we still going to be here in three months? Yeah. You know what I mean? What's, what's going to happen now? Um, is Dan your brother? Dan's my brother. Yeah. Were you the, uh, what is it called? Morris, Morris Brothers Brother. Band. Yeah, that's it. How did that come about? So, um, when when I was still in school, the the head of the studio was um, part of a committee which set up a music festival in Newton Abbott called Air Fusion. It wow. ran for like three three or four years. Awesome little festival in um, by the by the train station in Newton Abbott. And uh, so he was like, um, oh, "I've got I've got a spare slot." You know, the first slot on, on the Saturday morning. Do, have you got a band? Do you want it? And I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And I didn't have a band at the time. Uh, then, you know, I went home, obviously lived lived with my dad and, and Dan, my brother. And uh, our dad was a musician. So that was always been in the family. Uh, and he was like, why don't we just set a band up? And, and we set one up in, uh, I think we had like four weeks notice. So in wow. that... Yeah. And our, our old man called up, you know, some drummer friend, you know, hey Gaz, you know, are, are you are you free to do this little project we're doing? And um, then, you know, a few weeks later, whack together a little set, and uh, then the rest is history. To be honest, so you know, I was hooked. Dan was hooked, and um, and then you've been in the band since. So you had the Morris Morris Brothers band. Yeah. And did you guys release anything? I think I've seen something. They've released a few EPs, didn't you? As the Morris Brothers band, we, we released like four four or five albums. Uh, right, okay, yeah. So um, uh, enough to make uh, like a compilation album. <laughs> so, did, did you do some greatest hits? <laughs> we, 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 uh, yeah, we didn't want to call it greatest hits because <laughs> maybe there wasn't any greatest hits on there, but, but we, we just call it like uh, the final boot. The it's final boot. Final boot. Um, as in like a bootleg it's have <laughs> you always been close to your back, brother back in the old days when they had yeah 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 of course yeah i get that <laughs> i am old enough to understand that to yeah. be fair uh, <laughs> were you and dan always very close yes yeah to be honest um always been in the same band and you know it gets to the point now we're, we're at a gig and 
uh, I know what he's doing and he knows what I'm doing or, or just one little glance. Um, and so do you have that sort of like telepathic, like, oh, I know what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I make a little mistake, no one else notices. And you just go like, I knew you were doing that. Yeah. What have you done that for? It's just that look, isn't it? Yeah. Just that, that connection between family, isn't it? Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah. How did like Firekind start then? How did you meet Rob? So um, we, we've always known Robin. Um, okay, yeah. In the local music scene down here. And it came to... We, we had a gig and our, our normal drummer couldn't make it. So um, right. we were like, uh, can, can you do a, can you depth for this gig? And uh, we, you know, we did a couple rehearsals, got him up to speed on, on, on the set. And then, um, and then it was like another year or two before he joined because we still had the original drummer and then, and then the rest is history, really. And it's, it's been it's been with us now on a permanent basis for a couple of years, two, three, maybe even four years. I don't know. Years just pass so fast these days. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I was just looking on YouTube because I wanted to basically know a little bit more about your music. It's like, I don't know... Honestly, so many bands contact me on a daily basis and it's pretty, it's pretty good to sort yeah. of like listen to this and I've listened to music um, like almost constantly. I don't mind it. I love it. But what's, what makes Firekind different than any other band out there, any rock band out there? Be, being an original band is always a really difficult thing. Um, so I think maybe there is never full on original bands, but you, you know, you take your favorite bands, chuck it all in a bucket, you know, mix it up and you pull out bits that you like and just put that together. So uh, I think, you know, if you listen to any, any big band or any band you like, that you're always going to hear elements of other bands, which you like. Yeah. Uh, and I think our, our sort of mix may be, uh, you know, unique in that way, but then every band is going to be unique to an element. Oh, absolutely. I think it's down to the personality because yeah. obviously we are all different, aren't we? We all have different personalities. So it comes to um, the band members as well, you know, and the, the, the personality that yeah. transpires the music they write. Were you a covers band before you started writing your uh, music? Let's start yeah, writing your so songs. We've always, we've always been writing music, so it's, it's always been a, a, a major thread, you know, go, going through. Um, but just in order to get our, like, apprenticeship, uh, you have to just get out and gig as much as possible. And, and be, being an original band right from the start, it's, it's hard to get that amount of gigs. So we, we, as long as do, along with the original side of things, we, we decided to, you know, get a bit of a cover set as well. And some old prog prog rock classic stuff and and yeah we we started gigging maybe two three times every week mm -hmm. a lot of acdc yeah kind of, <laughs> of acdc the up. darkness as well i kind of like that cover oh yeah when when that when that album came out i, I remember you know it's coming back <laughs> <laughs> they've released their new stuff and it's kind of 
it's a little bit different it's less like jokey it's just more like uh like a proper rock band if that's fair to say um but yeah they are they are really good live and i was very surprised very yeah. very surprised i always saw them more as a parody band rather than yeah. um you know a band that would write serious songs yeah so when Firekind, when it comes to songwriting is there like someone in charge of that uh or is it uh like a, a contribution between you guys like everyone does their bit so there's there's two ways that we normally do it um mm. The first way is probably me. This, this is my studio, so I just I, I spend hours and hours in here, uh, just playing away on and and especially during lockdown, recording my ideas on on Logic Pro. Yeah. And you know, dropboxing it to the other the other guys, and then they can listen to it and you know, maybe add ideas to it that way. Uh, and the the other idea is that you just go, you go to rehearsal and you jam in a way. Uh, and then eventually you come up with a cool riff or something and you're like, oh, that's good. And you work on it and it molds into something new. Also during gigs, actually, um, I I always, I much prefer to not end the song and then have a silence. I like to keep like a trance. Keep it going. Yeah, like like a good DJ would, he wouldn't stop a song every, every song, would he? It would just... You no just, one likes dead air, it's what we call it, we call it dead air, because dead air. then yeah. it's just that awkward silence, like, what's going to happen next? Is this over? No, it's not over, but it feels like it's over, and then people <laughs> get very confused. So, no <laughs> dead air, no, I don't like that. But then, um, you know, when you're writing, uh, writing your songs and stuff, is there, like, um, what do you use for inspiration, or is it just, like, your day-to-day -day life that inspires the songs that you, uh, that you write? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love I love to read. I do quite I read quite a lot, so um, that that forms just ways of thinking and stuff, and that forms way uh, quite quite a good bit of inspiration, and and also you know traveling around the country with gigs, yeah, know, like an adventure every weekend, and that's that's one of the things major things I'm missing right now. You know, being being on the lockdown, I'm not getting that sort of adventure every weekend. So, you know, trying to trying to figure out other ways, just going on long walks and... Yeah, I understand that. Uh, what were you doing, like, before before they just said, no, you have to go home, you have to stay home? What were you doing then, just before we, lockdown? We were literally in France on, on a, a couple-week tour and we had one gig left. And... Um, <sighs> Yeah, and and then and then suddenly we heard rumours, and our agent was like, "Yeah, I think they're going to start limiting the size of the venues." And we're like, "Well, even if there's just a hundred people, we can still do the gig." And then rapidly it went. It was like within twenty four hours, it went you know to full on shutdown, and we right right we just got to we were in the south of France, you know, um, the Alps. Mm -hmm. So um, we're like, we better get drive into the Channel Tunnel. Before they close the borders, yeah, well, were you good. worried about that? Like, like we'd, let's just go. We have to go before they close yeah. the borders, and we're stuck in France. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like croissants and bread, but yeah, you know, I'd rather come home. <laughs> I do too, but I don't think I'd be able to uh, live on it for, you know, three months or however long we've been in this lockdown. It's been over a hundred years. A uh, hundred years, it feels like. A uh, hundred days. Sorry, yeah. it feels like a hundred years. A hundred days. 
Uh, over a hundred days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A um, hundred days in the bits. I stopped counting at a hundred days. Yeah. Uh, just every day just feels uh, feels like the same. Just like that uh, Nine Inch Nails song. Uh, oh yeah, I was listening to that the other week actually, and weird enough, I put it on repeat for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good song. Um, oh. You know, as like like growing up, is there like a band that you just like? Oh my god, I want to be like them or like that artist. Uh, so there's a couple answers here. There, there's like yeah. the old school rock band called Wishbone Ash. Where probably, oh right, okay. Probably no one, no one knows, but uh, um, they they were pretty pretty big in in the seventies. I mean, to be honest, they're they're pretty big now. They've got such a huge following. I, I shouldn't have said no one knows because probably loads of people know them. I might I might check them out because I've never heard yeah. of it. But um, but yeah, they're they're a fantastic band, and and much much respect to to the guys in in them because they, I learned so many fundamentals from guitar and music from from Wishbone Ash. Oh wow! And then coming to modern day, I'd say you know Muse always been a big influence. Uh, Muse are amazing live. Have you been to the, the shows? Yeah, so the guitar yeah. shop I worked at Manson's, uh, they the the boss there built. Matt's guitars. Oh wow! So um, every now and then they'll be like, um, "Do you want to come to this gig? You know, we can get you in." Oh, nice! You know people. <laughs> <laughs> no people. But, uh, Talking about knowing people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave Grohl. What's that all about? Do tell us. You know, did you record? Uh, you you recorded your first album. Is that correct? Uh, with one of the producers that produces uh, oh. Foo Fighters. Is that? Am I correct? So you cut up a little bit there, Kat, but I think I got the gist of what you said. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I just I was talking about uh, there is a picture on your Facebook, you, Dave Grohl, and uh, Alan, I don't remember his surname, I'm so sorry. Is he producer for Bennett. the Foo Fighters? Yes. Um, yeah, so what was that all about? So uh, our producer, Alan yeah. Annis, is uh, a huge, what, what a huge sort of moving force in behind a lot a lot of the the sort of uh, Californian rock scene you know, Foo Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age yes band called Eleven he was in uh, Chris Cornell um, so Alan is this guy who's always in the background for all of these artists so um, he's, he's obviously you know he he's he's good friends with with the whole group and uh, he he did he was coming down to London for the is it the Hammersmith Apollo I think Sound City. So it was it was Foo Fighters, um, and a few a few other a few other bands. I know it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's been a while. Don't worry. <laughs> but, yeah. So uh, Alan was playing there, and um, it was just after we, we recorded. So he was he said, um, "Do you want to come backstage?" Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. So um, he come he come got us from the bar, and then we you know walked down a few dingy alleyways, and we we came out in this, this tiny green room, probably the size of my studio here. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and in that green room, you had Dave Grohl, you know, um, the whole of the Foo Fighters, uh, like other celebrities like um, Simon Pegg was there, and uh, Lee from Blue. And uh, all crammed into this little room, so we're, we're you know just standing there with a little beer and being like, hey, you know, it's good, it's good to meet everyone. 
how did you feel did you feel like oh my god like i um i belong here like i'm these i'm like these guys you know but then at the same time how how was that like for you sort of like did you feel a little bit like oh my god like dave Grohl is just there or was it more like comfortable did you feel comfortable confident i was i was pretty starstruck i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i bet i would be (laughs) Uh, it's always um you know as a as a person when when people talk to you you just want them to be normal and relaxed don't you so yeah absolutely when you get starstruck you end up being just saying weird things and it can be be a bit awkward fortunately it didn't get awkward but i i do have a tendency to be awkward every now and then just just because you know it's just the, the way i am sometimes but but with with dave Grohl, i think i and i was like keep it cool man keep it cool yeah it was like it's okay it's okay it's yeah. just Dave Grohl it's just Dave Grohl <laughs> I get that because I am a big fan of Benji Webb from Skindred he's oh, okay. such a nice guy and uh, basically I went to see Skindred in York uh, Faber's Bar which is a tiny little bar um, in uh, York yeah like I said and he was sat right next to me and I was so nervous and I'm like I'm just me and my brother and I'm like to my brother, Benji's there, Benji's there. And I'm just like, I looked at Benji and he's like, all right, love you, okay? I'm like, nice suit. And I walked away and I'm just like, why didn't I speak to him? I just said, nice suit and I walked away. And I'm just like, oh my God, like he's probably like going to think I'm just super rude. But I guess... Uh, was, that, me, was that it? You didn't, you didn't go back or anything? No, I didn't go back. I was just like nice suit and I walked away and I'm just like oh my god I was so stupid why did I say that but I guess being an anxious person I'm, I'm always like scared oh my god I'm gonna say the wrong thing and then I end up saying the wrong thing rather than just being myself and just talk normally because like I'm a person you are a person yeah and yeah. Just, just having a chat like me and you uh, are doing right now yeah uh, but then I was just like oh my god why did I say that so one day I hope to actually to uh, <laughs> sit Benji down and have a, a conversation with him <laughs> probably remember it he'll be like are you um, the one that a nice suit <laughs> probably probably it's one of those like unusual things to say so it'll probably <laughs> stick in the memory and maybe would. maybe but he was I think he had uh, a few beers anyway by this point so he might not remember me <laughs> maybe you'll find maybe. out we'll One, find maybe, out soon maybe we watch this podcast oh gosh imagine that <laughs> um, <laughs> now I was listening to a few of the uh, Firekind songs and I came across the <laughs> sound of uh, sound of rain yeah and I tend to well a little backstory I grew up watching MTV so when MTV showed music videos. So since then, I've always been fascinated about music videos. But I was watching the uh, Sound of Rain music video. And I was like, what's that all about? You guys just climbing this mountain with all your gear on your back. What's that all about? What's the meaning behind it? I think a lot, a lot of songs have uh, like a journey from a struggle to... Here's Lev Kubiak, the Vice President and Chief Security Officer at Pfizer, on the discussion, The Dangers of Counterfeits and How You Can Get Your Medicine Safely, sponsored by Pfizer. Criminal groups are putting very dangerous substances into what appear to be routine prescription medicines. And so we have a 
significant rise in the presence of fentanyl and methamphetamine. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search Pfizer. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. To, you know, sort of a, a good position. And that, that song was basically about having, a, you know, a diff, maybe going through a difficult time. But then when you go home and... and you go to sleep and the rain is, is you know falling on the windows. There's a moment where you can just forget about everything. And that that was the kind of premise. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. With regards to the video, uh, we, we had this, this great director, Elliot Montello. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, he, he lives in Canada now, actually. And he, he, he's, he does some major parts for uh, some, some major shows, you know, he's on Netflix and stuff. But um, yeah, he had this fantastic idea of you know show, showing like the visual interpretation of like a struggle by you know coming out coming out of the water and pulling all of, all of your equipment and or you know your life behind you and then finally ending up selling up and being in a good position. Would that relate to your personal life? Yeah, yeah I mean, everyone has many tragedies in their life don't they and you know you speak to anyone on the street they probably have a sad story you know so that you know there's there's elements of that in in most people's yeah. life and it's just you know channeling that in in a positive way in, into music and yeah i i speak to a lot of people about uh, mental health yeah. And I always share my story. I've uh, I've been diagnosed with uh, um, depression, anxiety. I've got OCD. Uh, like the, the list never ends, unfortunately. But I try to get myself out there and express my way. Uh, well, my way of expressing is by writing um, blogs. You know, I write blogs yeah. and I share my story with other people because I think it's important for... Uh, people to know me not just as this person that does a podcast from time to time or, or does this weekend radio show but to know me as um, as a person as well you know I struggle like any other person um, and I also have physical difficulties I have uh, fibromyalgia um, and also I uh, went through a traumatic accident when I was three years old that left my foot damaged so it's it's just these things as well that I want people to know about me. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone goes through a very uh, a very hard time, whatever that may be. Obviously, pain the way we deal with pain is completely different. You, you know, it's different from person to person. Um, I guess that with you guys, a fine kind, obviously your music is your way to express what you're feeling and, and everything else. Would that be uh, right to say the music that you write yeah. is about you guys and no one else, uh, but there'll be people that will like resonate with what you've gone through, isn't it? Um, I was aware that your, uh, yourself and your brother went through a, uh, a rough time. 
uh, as well. But obviously, we don't have to go into that at all. Uh, but what would be your uh, sort of advice to people that might be going through a rough time right now? Yeah, I mean, so so yeah, mine, mine and Dan's dad, you know, he, he died. It's like almost 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. It's such a major, a major part of our lives. And, well, you know, he was part of the band at the time, um, as in he was like our manager and uh, such a driving force. You know, we just relied of on course. him. Of course. And, you know, obviously one second everything's fine and then the next second it's all it's all changing and and you're walking in the house and, and you see like a pair it's a pair of shoes and you're like it's just a pair of shoes but the sting you get from like random objects like oh that oh god yeah absolutely years, doesn't it? absolutely yeah it's that feeling of uh, obviously of loss that yes it will get you will it will get better uh, over time, but you, it's something that you'll never forget, you know, because yeah. obviously, especially a, a person that yeah. influenced the way you are right now, am I right to say that? And uh, shaped, yeah, shaped yeah. yourself and your brother to be the man that you are today. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So that would be very, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but for us, it, it was, you know, we, we, we just stopped gigging for, it was like three, three or four months, and then we came to a point that um, you know I think it's about time we we started getting going again, and um, you know that that's what he would have wanted, and just tackle a head on, uh, and you know just try and try and become more self reliant in in a way, and it just, it does make you grow up. It's what we've found anyway, uh, and and it is a natural part of life, you know. It is. Just, um, we aren't here forever, unfortunately. Exactly. And some people yeah. go before their time, which is unfortunate. But yeah. sometimes there's nothing that we can do about it. Just yeah. life goes on, doesn't it? Yeah, and, it, and it's just yeah, trying trying to en- enjoy your life as it is. And uh, gigging is is just one of the best things. You know, you, you get out there, everyone's having a good time, and this moments on stage where you're like, yeah, this is. I'm just totally happy right here. Absolutely. I can tell. Honestly, I think your dad will be very proud. The way you speak about him and the way you just, I don't know, there's, like I said to you before, there's this little, like, a light in your eyes when you talk about music and you talk about your brother, you talk about your dad. So, yeah, that is really, really uh, cool to see, you know. Obviously, like, we don't really know each other. Yeah. So this is their opinion from, in a way, a complete stranger. Oh, cool. You know? So, um, when it, honestly, yeah. you're saying about gigging is the best yeah. thing. But we, as, as you, obviously, you are aware of this, uh, w- with the uh, Let the Music Play campaign, that we've, yeah. been, making, we've been making a lot of noise, uh, you know, musicians, uh, artists, radio DJs, that sort of thing, you know, anyone in the arts, really. Um, so what did you guys like what's it gonna happen for Firekind if you cannot if you can't gig anymore? What's gonna happen? Well, I don't know, that's that's a scary thought. It's a that's scary, a scary thought. thought, isn't it? Have you guys had that have that uh, sort of like discussion what we're gonna do if we can't get back to gigging? 
So yeah, gigging gigging is obviously incredible, but a big part you know, as well. In in writing music and doing that side of things is also you know really rewarding. And you know I've done a few sort of live streams, and uh, then you know that does kind of feel it's like a similar thing. You know, um, you kind of get that gig experience in in a, in a small way. So you know if it, if it has to be you know more live streams while the the music industry uh, rebuilds itself. And then, then it will have to be, you know, that, and and also, you know, having when when you're gigging, it is hard to spend the time writing new music because you're just always out, in and out. So with this time to stay at home, then you can just focus on writing new songs, which is, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a, a good thing, you know, that you can really focus on writing new music. What's so, next yeah. for Firekind? So we we're, we're gonna make a, an announcement on on some some album in uh august august time so yeah uh stay tuned for that uh, of course yeah. of course we're obviously i'm very uh very excited about that absolutely very very excited about that i was looking on your now sorry going back a little bit i just remembered so winners of the best band in the world 2013 in bangkok what was that all about noble battle of the bands yeah, yeah. that's it yeah amazing that how did was, that come about oh it was it was i tell you one incredible experience so um there there was this they did heats in 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 all, all countries um, and we, we did uh, the UK final in um, London the, yeah uh, yeah yeah the 100 club in Oxford yes I know that yeah and uh, we won that one and we were super happy about that wow and then uh, the, the the year after they did the final in in Thailand and uh, they were like you know you're, you're obviously invited to represent England uh, all all flights paid for combination oh wow okay yeah, yeah so, i'd be up for that too yeah, so we grabbed our guitars you know snare drum and all that uh jumped on a plane played played for played two songs eight minutes set <laughs> had an amazing gig had some amazing experiences and then uh, yeah and we we won that one and uh, yeah it's definitely one of the best gigs i think one of the best experiences we've done I watched that on YouTube and it just felt like you guys had just, you just felt so natural, you know, uh, you didn't, uh, it just, it felt like you guys were just like, this was so natural, you know, we're just going to get out there and that's it. Like you played that venue thousands of times. It was just felt like I was watching something that you've done previous you don't do you know what i mean it was it didn't feel like uh, as we're watching it it didn't feel like oh these guys look uncomfortable no <laughs> it was just like you guys were proper in your element um and yeah it was in bangkok wasn't it yeah yeah so um we we've done we did competitions before yeah uh, yeah i think they're, they're good things to do because they they keep you on the toes absolutely uh, something to do yeah. as well you promote the band and yeah. yourself and you, you meet other people and and you know we we had a few which we didn't win before and and in there was a couple one, win one, some lose some exactly <laughs> and, and um prior prior to and one of them we we were like surely you know we're, we've got this so we're gonna win and and then we didn't and it was a bit of a in a you know a hit home just to, to be a bit more humble 
So we, when we went out to Bangkok, we were like, you know, um, this, this, there's obviously going to be an amazing group of bands. We're, we're not going to think that we're, we're going to win this. We're just going to go out and, and have, have a fun. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And just be grateful for, for, you know, having a, an amazing trip to, to Thailand and Bangkok. And I think that really did help. It did help, um, relax, you know, relaxes your mind when, when you don't have that, that, stress in in a way in in, in the background trying trying to trying to take you down you know how did the uh like the the crowd re like reacted to you because sometimes you know they could be a bit like oh you know these guys coming in here like who are they <laughs> you know because especially people in bangkok they tend to support their own people do you know what i mean so yeah. they're very cultural uh, cultural centered so yeah. how how did they re like react to you on while you're playing on stage how did that feel um, like yeah. surprisingly good actually yeah um the the competition website did did quite a bit of promotion oh wow okay yeah so um there was there was a a whole row in the front who'd who'd obviously listened to our music and done research and when they when they announced us to go on they they started cheering so i was like wow this is this is unbelievable oh uh, wow that's so amazing it, yeah it gave us that extra sort of confidence uh to to you know travel halfway across the world and and then there's a group of people that kind of know your songs so that was like wow this is amazing how did it feel like to you when you know when you're uh, gigging and then you see the crowd and there's people singing your songs in and then how did that feel t for you to like uh see that for the first time what was that feeling like oh it's the best the best feeling for because when you're in like say my studio here and you're, you're writing a song uh you you your first thing that i try and do is try and write a song which satisfies myself of course, uh, yeah. Because it, once you start trying to please other people, then uh, you just go down a route that... Absolutely, is yeah. You have to be happy with what you've written because you've got to perform it. If you yeah. don't, while you're performing it, if you don't show the passion for the song, then what's the point of doing it, I think? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so it comes from this, you know, this idea in, in my little room here and, and then you go to a gig and then people might like the song. And then they're singing it back to you, and yeah, this is crazy. How, how how do you even like my stupid ideas or whatever? <laughs> but but you know that's the thing with music, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's just it creates memories, I suppose, and and people relate those songs to different memories and like just like um, like different songs have created memories for yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Is there like a band or an artist that you'd absolutely love to tour with? Uh, Foo Fighters, I'd say. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to go out, you know, hang with Dave, Dave Grohl a bit more. Yeah. Um, I actually spoke to a band called uh, Eagle Kill Talent. They've actually oh, yeah. opened for um, Foo Fighters in the past. No way. And they've opened for System of a Down as well. Uh, they are a band from Brazil. And um, so we were chatting and they were saying how Foo Fighters, as a band, they're absolutely amazing to open up for because they're always so um, so friendly, 
you know because yeah. there's been a past in the past where i have spoken to i've got a lot of friends in bands that have spoken yeah. i've spoken to them and says oh so what is like opening for this band and the other and sometimes the experience isn't like uh what you expect you know what i mean there's like some unfortunately there are quite a few divas in the rock and metal yeah. community <laughs> all right i shall not name names oasis <laughs> oh, sorry um, uh, but yeah um uh, uh, there's no way that liam and noel would ever ever listen to this but they're very difficult people imagine if they do that that would be cool though wouldn't it that would be interesting <laughs> sorry noel sorry liam i love you really <laughs> um <laughs> that would be no. yeah that would be interesting right <laughs> No, all due respect to them. Um, they got into a place. They got into a place that you know they are big and they're big for a reason. Um, yeah. But yeah, and anyway, uh, <laughs> so talking about divas, like who's the more like high maintenance? I uh, maintenance out of you three. It's got to be Robin. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, it's probably me. You. I'm gonna say me because it's, yeah? it's easy that way, isn't it? But no, we 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 all get along really well, and uh, I think that's one of the major important things about your bandmates is that you can you can do a gig, and twenty four hours later you're still driving and you're tired. Still friends. Still <laughs> friends. You're not shouting at each other, and you know how to give each other space, and and then you you're staying in a room which is really small, and uh, you know you just kind of get on. But I think we yeah, yeah we all have a diva moments. <laughs> Uh, Absolutely, allowing, uh, allowing each other to have those diva moments and <laughs> fine. Who's the longest taking, um, like getting ready for a gig? Who takes the longest? The longest getting getting ready. Getting ready, yeah. Um, it's got to be Rob, though. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> does, he, does he still have his very long mustache? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that takes maintenance. You know, you got. Got curl up the sides, and Robin's always always got impeccable hair, which which takes, you know, a bit of time to get ready. Unlike mine, I need I need a haircut. I just think. No. <laughs> Who cares? It's fine. <laughs> no, no, no I, you're not down here. No, I'll be fine. I heard that Robin is a, a teacher as well. So is it drumming that he teaches? Yeah, he teaches teaches a bit of drums in between these NHS stuff and. Yeah. Uh, you know, in between gigs as well. Do you know exactly what he does as for the NHS? Do you know what he does? Um, he's told me quite a few times, so I should I should be able to I should tell you. You should know this, that. right? But um, <laughs> yeah, I, all I know is that he, you know, he looks after people in um, in a, in a few places that uh, I don't know, I, I don't know uh, what the name. If he is. listens to this, you're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. He looks after people that, that need help. That need help. There we go. That's what the NHS is for. We'll just leave it at that so you don't dig yourself a bigger hole. Um, <laughs> and your brother. So what does he do apart from being in a band with you? I uh, heard that he's a, quite of a, of a photographer. Yeah, so, yeah, photography has been a bit of a passion of his. Um, but he also does uh, voiceover. So he's a voiceover artist. Wow. Okay. Um, so, 
they, you know, the company will contact him and say, can, can you read this radio interview? You know, huh. buy the new crisps from Doritos or... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Happy, yeah. happy branding. But, um, but yeah, he, his, his radio voice is... is that's so interesting because when it's I'm do really when I'm doing my yeah. shows, I don't have it's, it's my radio shame, voice. It's a shame. It's a shame. Oh, need to have a chat with him. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. at some point. But, yeah, okay. absolutely. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Uh, I think. Uh, whereas, whereas you know, if, if you're trying to fit in five seconds of advert, then you you want like the radio voice just like oh, i can't remember his name but you know the guy who does like the cinema voice so the guy of the trailers oh, you know the very deep yeah. voice i can't remember his name now for the life of me and i think i would like uh i wouldn't even know what to google but he's just like the very deep voice and and now the such and such movie da, da, da. i wish i could do that voice no, yeah, it's yes, <laughs> just yeah, like I can't that. This, but Dan, Dan can really do it justice. <laughs> Dan's the man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so now, well, you know, it seems like you guys, as Firekind, are doing really well, and you are adapting to the lockdown, which is pretty cool to yeah. see. And it's nice to, to you are, you know, I, I know it sucks at the moment that we aren't really getting out and about. I miss gigs. I miss, miss gigs. And I hope to see you guys on the road very soon. You know. Well, yeah, it'd be good to, to, um, to see you in person. Yes, rather than just, you know, just this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, VIP pass. <coughs> um yeah take care of it (laughs) (laughs) of course of course uh but yeah honestly it's been lovely chatting to you and next time i hope to chat with you three uh when you can honestly um when when flats aren't being sold and yeah i know i know it's been absolutely lovely i will not keep you any longer oh it's a pleasure absolute pleasure cat thank you for having me (laughs) Oh, thank you for doing this with me. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, but uh, one thing that I ask everyone, right? So are you a tea or coffee drinker? Uh, coffee, 75% of the time, and then and then tea for the other 25. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think I'd say, I don't know, but I do love coffee. Yeah, the ultimate question, and this is the most important of all. Yeah. Right. Is... Do you slurp or do you sup? <laughs> Probably sup. Sup. I reckon. So far, I'm the only slurper. That's why I have two <laughs> pop shields, so people can't hear me slurp because they uh, they find that very disgusting. It was it ASMR? <laughs> they, 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 that, they probably like it. Maybe. ASMR community. Don't know. Oh, it's so lovely to meet you, Jason. Thank and you so you- much. Yes, and uh, we shall be playing some uh, Firekind on the, uh, you know, on Feedback Radio, obviously. Awesome. Yeah, and take really good care and send my love to the family. Okay. Will do. Thank you very much, Cat. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Grab a cup of podcast with Cat Rice. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, 
summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today.